everybody. I'm Andy Weinberg, and welcome to episode 49. Wow. Of the coming up on the 50. Coming up on 50. <laughs> episode 49 of the David Wasikinen in the Pocket Podcast here on Wildfire Radio and Philly Rock Radio, and of course you can find all of our episodes at in hyphen the hyphen pocket dot simplecast dot com or wherever else you get your podcasts. Well, on this cold, kind of rainy, dreary October morning, we're going to lighten the mood, light, yeah. lighten the, the atmosphere up a little bit, a lot, actually. This will be fun. Because we're going to be talking about the Philadelphia Music Alliance and its upcoming Walk of Fame induction. This year's class includes Dave's very own The Hooters. The Hooters. And we are joined, no better person to talk about this with yeah. than the always entertaining and very informative Randy Alexander. He's, and we go back, Randy and I. He's man. on the executive board yeah. of the Philadelphia Music Alliance. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the man likes to talk. It's good, so, though. So we're going to have some great conversation with Randy. If you don't know the name Randy Alexander, believe me, you know the artists he's worked with. You mm. know the events he's promoted over the last 23 years as CEO of Randex Communications. Randy's got incredible stories. He's going to talk a lot about this year's inductees, the Philadelphia Music Alliance in general, mm. and whatever, wherever else the conversation goes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so before we get started with Randy, I want to mention that this week's episode is once again brought to you by the great people at Got Peace, gotpeace.com. Got Peace. Call them at 424-343-1213 or just go on the website, like I said, gotpeace.com. And what they're doing, they're promoting messages of peace and equality through some incredibly great merchandise. They've got all kinds of uh, shirts and hats. they got these love cows and peace cows, these plush uh, stuffed cows promoting peace and love. You can't beat that. They also got these really cool dog tag necklaces, and they come in different colors. They got a pink one, and a portion of that will uh, 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 go towards uh, women's breast cancer. They got green ones that go towards causes that are uh, helping with cl- uh, deal with climate change. And then they have the black dog tags that help people who are in recovery who maybe can't afford. Uh, <laughs> Dave's not laughing. He's pointing out his merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> Randy's from merchandise. I love it. But anyway, right. they got the black dog tags too that, yeah. that help people in recovery who who might you know who are seeking help but maybe can't get it on their own. Mm. So GodPeace.com. Thank you so much for your support. Thank your you so much. Support. And also, we're once again brought to you by Behavioral Pediatrics and ABA Therapy Associates in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. They're working with autistic children, teens, and young adults, as well as people with other behavioral diagnoses. If this affects your family, they do great work there. So please give them a call at 267-663-7141. A lot of note-taking here. I like it. All right. Well, we're ready to go with Randy, Dave, and... uh, I, I guess we'll right off the bat we'll we'll kick it off. We'll talk about the Philadelphia Music Alliance's 2019 mm. Walk of Fame inductees. As we said, the Hooters are going in finally. Yeah, but you know it's funny. I I've been getting that from a lot of people. Uh, you know what took you took you or, or or just assumed that we were in. You know already because you know this you you talk about this thing when it happens and uh, but. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm real happy. For some reason, this one was like when I thought well, about it. I'm going, yeah, I'd like to be a part of well, that. I, I think we know. I think it's great. One of the reasons, and Randy and I were talking about this yeah. before we went on the air. One of the reasons the Hooters haven't gotten in yet, and I didn't realize. Rob and Eric, Eric and Rob, Eric Bazilian uh, and Rob uh, Hyman are uh, already as in as songwriters. They both went in way back in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now the whole band is getting in. And, yeah. Uh, Randy, why don't you just long career to address that right off the bat? I mean, nothing says rock and roll in Philadelphia like the Hooters, and here they are going in finally in 2019. uh, Well, first of all, I want to thank both of you guys for having me. Oh, thanks, Randy, man. You know, you you know, I, I couldn't help but think about this this morning because when Randy was working at the Trentonian, Trenton Times, Trenton Times, uh, uh, was there a Trentonian? There was. Wasn't there, there still is. Okay. Oh, okay. There's I didn't still know. some semblance well, of yeah. Trenton Times. Uh, so was, I, I remember um, you did a story on the Hooters, and you came and interviewed my mom. I came to your house. In my Le- house, I came we to your hung house out. in Level Ta- yeah, Town. You in were. You were um, this is the eighties. This is eighty four. Yeah. Ish, yeah, eighty four ish, right, yeah. right around the time you guys got signed. My mom loved you. About time oh, she did. She did. She loved you. Oh man. no, I remember that that yeah. day that day very well. I sat with your, both your parents, yeah. you know, and um, we're and Leah. We'll you were to the Trenton Times. You were, you know, as a Levittown dude, you were the the local Hooter, so to speak, wow. and uh, so that's what I pitched on. That. I was proud of you. You guys were just yeah. starting to break, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. For any, yeah. So I was at the Trenton Times. Eighty four, right? Through the eighties and nineties, wow. I, I was the music critic there. But yeah, no, no, it was terrific. Look, I first saw you guys. I used to go. I used to go see you guys at the Tap Room in Ambler uh, in yeah. 1980. Yeah, because we started 80, 80, so that was with Bobby and John, which became Coach the Bob. Ambler, which became yeah. the Ambler Cabaret, mm-hmm. and would always, 
you know, I was in college then, and what always really ah. struck me was that you guys attracted all the great looking women. So, yeah, well, you know, still do. <laughs> By the way, you know, your music wasn't bad either, but, uh, uh, you know, thanks. the women was. Well, bad. it was different. I remember we played, well, we played a gig uh, at. Um, in Levittown. Our first gig was at Maddie's place. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that place. And I remember the owner said, I don't get it. Because we were doing original. We were doing original. Uh, we were into the ska thing. And we really were into it. And we would take Yardbirds covers or songs. And we would do them like in a ska reggae kind of way. And because uh, all of us have been playing that, you know, in bars and doing that thing for a long time. So I wanted to mix it up a little bit. But he said, like, I don't get it. And I think we played one gig there. And because because people can't dance to it or whatever, and they were going nuts. And then we went to Vernon Perutz down there on Warner Avenue, and we started. We did a residency. It was like a little. Uh, there was a Nacme across the street. There was a bar there with a pool table, and we would play there. And he let us play there. We it was you know we didn't know it was called a residency, but you know we were there when the night Lennon was shot, and we were playing there on a Monday. You night. mean you weren't at Springsteen? You weren't seeing Springsteen at the Spectrum that night? No, 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 no. no. We were we were playing. We were we played all the time. Uh, Back then, back in the day, and so you know, you know, getting back to the whole Levittown thing, and then of course Ambler with John. That was the early days, John and Bobby, and right, you know. Uh, Dave, not to digress, for, but I'd never heard that story that the Hooters were actually playing a gig the night Lennon. Was yeah, shot. we were playing. Did you fi- did you not find out until after the gig? No, we found out during the gig, and we played, and I think we did Beatles songs after that. All night. Oh, wow. we were all in shock. I mean, oh. we were all, you know, like a lot of guys that played music that we were all influenced by the Beatles and the thought that John Lennon was no longer alive was just freaking us out. And I remember we, we, we played and, you know, we're on, yeah, I'm sure we shed some tears. I just remember looking at the TV and I couldn't believe it, man. You know, cause it was, we had money. It was Monday night football right, Howard broke and we news broke the news and America, we saw yeah. that. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know? And then it was written up there. Lennon was shot by somebody and it it's one of those nights that we all you know like when Kennedy's assassination you remember exactly. where you were I can yeah. tell you where I was too yeah man pretty boring yeah we were doing it working it it's pretty boring what was the question anyway so Randy <laughs> Randy obviously goes way back with the Hooters writing about him back in the early 80s and uh, checking the gigs out for the girls the, the question I was just wondering why it took this long to get the Hooters into the Philadelphia well, oh yeah it was because Rob and Eric being it as a writer out. Let me embellish on that a little bit. Um, I've been with the Walk of Fame. I've been on the board of the Walk of Fame um, for over 15 years, which is basically half the life. You know, the, yeah. the Walk of Fame's been there since uh, 1986. You've made it a cool thing. I mean, to me, it was a real... I was, like I said, that's that's it's one always I been a, be. Can I tell you something? It's always been a cool thing. When yeah. I was in there in the 80s, I mean, yeah. you know, when I was a writer in the 80s, I, mean, yeah. I went to the first gala, you know, in 1986. Yeah. So I've yeah. been watching it. You know, I've been yeah. I've been a part of it and seeing the whole thing. And, you know, like anything, it ebbs and flows. Mm. But we've gotten, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the latest chapter, so to speak, mm. you know, is really, we're smoking again. In fact, yeah. um, it's great to hear. We really are. In fact, our our, our founder and and. Uh, Chairman Emeritus Larry Maggot has has rekindled his interest in our board in our board and what we're. He's an amazing and, guy, Larry. And I mean, this is his is. baby, and he's now he's he. We had him at our board meeting recently, and he's very impressed with what we're doing. Yeah. He's he's been very involved in helping us put this gala together. But I digress. Let me go back and answer your question. <clears throat> Excuse me. You want to know why now for the Hooters? Yeah, you know, when it. we when we the, the the process of deciding who's going to go in the walk is not a, is not a straight line. Okay, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that go into it. Some of its timing, as I was telling you mm. before the broadcast, and and what we like to try to do now, having been around for over thirty years, is we're looking back and saying, you know, who have we forgotten? Who have we? Where mm. are the omissions? Where are the holes we have to plug? Um, you know, yes, Rob and Eric mm. were in as songwriters. Each mm. has their own plaque. Mm. Going back to the early '90s, uh, early '90s, I forget exactly yeah. what year it was. They got but, in in 2000. I'm sorry, yeah. 2000. Okay, I correct, uh, correct me, but, but you know, why not the Hooters? You mm. know, uh, two years ago when we we inducted LaBelle, the group. Yeah. Patty LaBelle has been in since the '90s, ah, but LaBelle was uh, never in. Sarah Dash and Sarah. We had yeah, Sarah yeah. And, and Nona Hendricks yeah, come in, Nona, and we had the three uh, of them. We had cool. the three of them oh, wow. be inducted as the group yeah. LaBelle, and they were all so great. I will answer that by saying our lead, our lead inductee this year is the Philadelphia Orchestra. Not, but yeah, I mean, now that blew my know, mind that they weren't in. Well, same thing. Yeah. You look along the walk and you go, we have 140 plaques yeah. right, right now as of, as of this minute. And, and uh, you know, you have Ricardo Muti. Yeah. You have Eugene Ormandy. There's a couple other conductors. Is it, is it, I don't 
Dizzy in there? Dizzy Gillespie in there? For Dizzy Gillespie's in yeah, there. Yeah, right. Yeah, don't worry. We got all the jazz guys. Well, Roku, yeah, right yeah. on. We'll get to him. Yeah, um, Jocko too. But yeah, Jocko's in. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> so it was like, well, we have Eugene Ormandy. We have, you know, Ricardo Muti. We have a couple of these other, you know, conductors from over the decades. But we don't have the orchestra in there. And if you look at our mission and our, right. you know, our mission statement and all that stuff, I mean, that is really, in our bylaws, that is a glaring omission. So yeah. the Hooters really kind of fall into that category, cool. you know, as it's time for the Hooters. Now, they've, they've been into this. You have been in the discussion, unlike some of the others. For a long time. Um, you know, for the past, I'll just say five years or so, right. we've been talking about you guys and when is the right time. And yeah. like I say, a lot of it is timing. Right. We right. like to have synergy right. as well, as I was starting to right. say to coming you, Andy, off. earlier. Right. right. Well, the Hooters coming up on their 40th, 40th. anniversary. Perfect timing there. <laughs> Makes me feel old. <laughs> And then, of course, going in with Pierre Robert from MMR. That's Pierre, cool. Pierre and the Hooters have been so closely aligned throughout his time at MMR. So it all kind of comes the Pierre together. Thing, the Pierre thing is total kismet. I mean, you know, that, yeah. that's complete coincidence. Yeah. That, that, it all, it. His time came was, was coming just as your time, the Hooters' yeah. time was coming. Yeah. So it all kind of blended. You know, right. Robbie called me yeah. earlier this year to, yeah. to tell me Rob, about, about the 40th. You know, coming man. up, and and you know, and I just look. I'm a publicist, yeah. so I like to have news hooks and news angles yeah, sure. and things personally. Yeah. So you know, you bring it all up. It's not up to me. It's not mm. up to any one of us. You know, everything goes before the board. Mm. You know, do you have do you have people like pitching? I'm sure you get pitched got people all the time. You know, we get pitched a Phil lot. Nicolo. All right, <laughs> we get, I, I mean, I just love. I, I, I'm going to do a pitch right now. Go like, ahead, right here. Okay, so you got Robin solo. Yeah. You got Eric in solo. The man sitting to my right, right oh, here, stop. has been drumming oh, in, for Philadelphia yeah, bands for yeah. oh, for almost fifty oh, no, years. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I had no and, idea he was and going there. In the last there. ten years, oh, he's put together this in the pocket, yeah. which is well, single-handedly keeping Philadelphia music alive for an entire new generation of listeners. He's not going anywhere. Maybe in ten years, we got to get like some more this, stuff this, happening. And there's no inductees <laughs> in the Walk of Fame whose last name begins with U. I was going to I can get really close to that when you're ready. <laughs> you need, you ready? You need a U. Can you top? This you ready? Earl Young, I know, has I, I, been right. Has who who has been in the walk? Earl. He's in yeah. the walk mm. in five different. No one is in the walk more times than Earl Young. Five different times. Yeah, but different bands. But right? I get calls from. Yeah. I get calls occasionally yeah. from Earl, and I love you, Earl. If yeah. you're listening, well, we love I, you dearly. Yeah. We, Earl does not have his own plaque. Well, maybe and Earl, Earl wants to go into his own plaque, so maybe it'll be the Earl and Davy plaque, you know. And he precedes you yeah. by a decade yeah, or two. He does. So, and he played with some of my he's best like, friends. Man, I'm going to be turning eighty, yeah. you know. So yeah. at, at some point, what Dave has done within the pocket, yes, yeah, and maybe do a combine with Dave and his wife because Down has played such yeah. a big role too. At some point. I'm thinking in the pocket we'll get rock, uh, rock, well, we'll that is, the same uh, hey, consideration. Hey, I, I, uh, you I, know. Ta- the, discussion for another time. <laughs> give the drummer some. <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet, man. Hey, look, I'm yeah. I'm I'm humbled and I don't even know what to say to that, but thank you, Andy. It's really nice. Yeah, thank hey, you, Andy. Hey, but but I love I look when I looked at all the plaques there, I was um I was knocked out by like I when I saw Jocko and uh, the jazz. I mean, you don't you you it's not like John, you have like a, a, a vast array of, of of different genres and and it it's really cool. The it's jazz, really cool. can I just say something yeah. about the jazz thing? It's you would be I don't know how we, how you guys are with, with about uh, Philadelphia jazz history and mm. I I'm not going to profess to be an expert on that either, but you know, 2 years ago um, we did one of these, what we call between, we don't, we do galas every other year. We did right. galas in 50, we did one in 2015, we did one yeah. in 2017, here it's 2019. But in between, we try to have an induction as well. Mm-hmm. And we did a jazz themed one. It was, it didn't, where there's no gala attached to it. Right. And I mean, we put in Christian McBride and Joey Francesco and a few others uh, and, and, and Jaco Pastorius. Yeah. And, and that was just in one induction. Yeah. But when we w- I went back and looked and when you go and look at the jazz guys mm. from Coltrane mm. to First, Dizzy yeah. to McCoy Tyner. Philly Joe Jones. To Philly Joe Jones. Yeah. I mean, it just keeps going. Yeah. It just keeps going. The we jazz got such out of this a city amazing is city. unbelievable. Oh, I mean, the players, I mean, look at look what Quest is doing. I mean, I legends. Mean, God, you know, Those are legends. Those are jazz yeah. legends. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. Okay, uh, and it's incredible. I know, I know. It's incredible. So, we got such a uh, legacy uh, of, of brilliant and amazing musicians and music that came out of Philadelphia. I'm so proud to be a part of it. And I tell you, this one, like I said, I was very excited about it. Rob called me up on a Saturday morning. I guess, you know, I had a, a year of loss. Like, not that we, oh, I guess it every, everybody has this year. For me, it was like every week it seemed like somebody that was close to me was passing away. And Rob knew I was 
taking some hits. So he called me because I just know that you've been taking some hits. So I want to give you some good news. And he told me about that uh, discussion he had with you. So I was yeah. I told him to keep quiet for a while. Yeah, I but he, him, he he don't knew tell I, the band yet. He knew I needed it, and he it was really kind of him to do it because I was really down. At it's the time. yeah. It was. I, Fantastic news for all of us yeah. who have been fans of the Hooters mm-hmm. and and you know the other inductees as yeah, well. Hey, let's right. let's let people the people know that you can find out all this information about the Walk of Fame at PhiladelphiaMusicAlliance.org. It has a list of all 147 inductees with bios, so you can see who's in there, who isn't. Uh, you can complain to Randy if you, if, you, if someone's in there that uh, or someone's not in there that you think yeah, should be. Yeah. Uh, but no, PhiladelphiaMusicAlliance.org. Yeah. The big gala celebration yeah. of this year's inductees class is coming up on October 22nd mm. at the Bellevue down on uh, 200 South Broad Street in Could Philadelphia. Be a party. Uh, you can get tickets from PhiladelphiaMusicAlliance.org. Now tickets are a little steep, not not out of control. I think you can get t- the cheapest are 200, 250, something like that. Mm. Uh, they can hold up to 850 people, so tickets still remain. Uh, but if you don't want to spend the money to go to the big gala celebration um, at uh, that night, that afternoon, Tuesday, October 22nd, after, uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, noon. Noon. Okay, sorry. Noon, yeah. right on Broad Street. There's a free street party that's going to be featuring all yeah. the inductees, including Dave and the Hooters and, yeah. uh, and the other living inductees and their families will all be there. So, again, all the information is at Philadelphia. I've Music seen that on the news before. Looks org. Great. Yeah. Looks so, um, and let's talk. Well, let's go through and we'll list the inductees and then Randy can. Uh, we, we've talked about the Hooters and we'll talk about them a, a little bit more. Uh, but then we also have. Um, uh, I have, there we go. Uh, the OJs. The OJs. The OJs. And who, that's another one that you go, are you kidding me? But maybe, was that, did that have anything to do with the fact that I know that from doing In the Pocket, like I was surprised because I won TJ and Bobby Eli and these guys that I knew, Earl, that, that, that worked with them. I, I just assumed that they were from the city too, but I didn't realize that they were a lot from Ohio. I didn't realize that they, you know, but they had Philly International Band. So, and obviously spent a lot of time here. Like was, was like I said, there's, there's not a straight line on, on mm. why people get inducted and how they get inducted. I mm. mean, we, let me, let me backtrack and say, yeah. and say that there is a formal, if you, anybody out there has, wants to nominate somebody, you can do, you it. know, there's a, you go to PMA walk, pmawalk.org which is yeah. our website and there's yeah. a pull down menu so they don't call you directly Randy please no and, um, Randy's phone number and I get the calls anyway I still get them I get calls I get emails I get complaints I get gripes I get bitching and all that stuff so and through through Facebook and all this but anyway go to our website pmawalk.org and it says nominate somebody and go in there and we do monitor we do read those emails and those comments and we we do that but you know the OJ's they're getting the Philadelphia Award. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, we've, you know, while they were, you know, A, their biggest hits were on Philadelphia International Records. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't fit the, the normal bylaws for a, a standard inductee, but they do, they do for what we call the Philadelphia Award, which we give out on occasion. Mm. Um, basically, the short version is that while they're from Cleveland, they, they persona, they are arguably... The, the biggest act that was ever on. <laughs> I was on surprised to find out it was the sound of Philadelphia. Right. So they embody, they exemplify money. They exemplify the sound of Philadelphia. Sure? So they, you know, because of that, we decided they they deserve the Philadelphia. Well, they award. really didn't. They really didn't even have and hits they get a until they signed with with Philadelphia International. Right, they, but their hits are, are. I mean, while there are tons of hits, and believe mm-hmm. me, I represent as you may guys may know, Kidding. I represent Gamble, Gamble and Huff. Huff. Right, and I will tell you, from, you know. First, intimately, that that the OJs of, of, of all the acts that were on that label, you know, they exemplify, they best exemplify the sound yeah. of Philadelphia. They well, their, the their very first hits. hit on Philadelphia International was Backstabbers, which with our, yeah, our late course. great friend TJ Tyndall yeah, laid on, and of love. course, In the Pocket yeah. is covered. Taylor, throw on Backstabbers as we celebrate the OJs yeah. with this year's uh, yeah. Walk of Fame inductees. Right on. The intro alone. Wow. fun to cover too man and, and that's cool. leon huff on keyboards yeah i'm trying to get I, you know i always try to get when tj was alive we did can we get leon on a session you know because he said yeah tj hey i think i can i think i can get uh, leon now you know he's hit and miss yeah <laughs> i love him to death Cool. 
Gene Charlie did a great job on this, man. Yep. Also, Graham Bowen Huff. First hit. Right, right. And they honored that. And can I interject? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I interject another yeah, thing yeah, about the OJs? Yeah. And, sure. You know, here, like we talked about the Hooters' uh, 40th anniversary. Mm. Okay, with the OJs, this is, they are, they are on their farewell tour. Oh. Okay. Okay. That's always well cool. And they're on their farewell tour, so it has special. There's a special yeah. kind of sweetness to this mm. appearance. And I'll take you one further. You know, a lot of their hits were, were performed with the Philadelphia, or, with members of the Philadelphia Orchestra, adding the strings. Yeah, we had the Philadelphia Orchestra there. Uh, the OJ's have agreed to perform. Ah, uh, so and they're going to perform two or three numbers oh, for us. Right on. And and members of the Philadelphia Orchestra will be backing them up on strings. And of course, we have as the as the base as as the as the backbone the, the house band is the uh, Urban Guerrilla Orchestra, the oh. UG, uh, UGO. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be triple dynamite. Oh, there you go. Triple that's, that's worth the two hundred fifty oh, dynamite. Oh, that oh, alone, without right even there. seeing the Hooters, is right. worth two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Uh, These are historic that. performances. It's going to be a great night. And I will tell you that all night. all the uh, there's seven there are seven plaques. There are seven people being inducted. Wow. But four of them are performers. All four performers yeah. have agreed to perform that night. Yeah. That's fantastic. So the Hooters will perform. Oh. I, I thought the Philadelphia was a, I thought that was a secret. That's not a secret anymore? No. Oh, good. No. Because I thought that was a secret. Was a secret. Don't say, Randy, I was going to say it again. Rob. No. Yeah. Randy just blew the secret. Okay. <laughs> I don't Rob, care. not my fault. I want to sell tables. Rob no. can't be pissed off. I want to sell yeah. tickets, man. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to sell tickets. Buy tickets. No. Exactly. No, really. But, but the Hooters will perform... Philadelphia Orchestra will mm. perform, and you've heard it here first. Yeah. Evelyn Champagne King has mm. agreed to perform. Mm. Wow. And, uh, and the, OJs. the OJs, of course, oh, have agreed to perform. Cool. So it's a historic evening, yeah. historic evening in so many senses. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really, $250 yeah. is a bargain. Hey, I want to sit What do you pay OJs. for one concert normally? You pay, what, a yeah. buck and a half? How many people pay a buck and a half, 200 bucks to yeah. see one artist? Yeah, this is I mean, really, you know, I, I, I assume this comes with dinner. Yeah, you get dinner. All right, yeah. you get, oh, so dinner and the Hooters. Yeah. You the get OJs, fed. Popeye's chicken sandwich. What the heck? And you get to dress up, and you get to dress up nice, and, you know, the whole thing. Come on out. Black tie thing? It's, uh, uh, what do you call the word for come it? Uh, All my friends come get tickets. It's not black tie. It's sort of, it's it's sort of rock and roll. Ele- cool. Rock and roll. Yeah, uh, elegance. elegance. Right? My friends out there that I grew up with and following uh, my bands and the Hooters and, and all that, come on out, man. Celebrate the night Tuesday, with us. Because this is much, much our award is... Uh, your award is ours. It's cool. Larry and if you, if you can get 10 people together, you can get a Golden Circle table for $4,000. Wow. But, but that's, you know, 10 people, 400 mm. bucks a pop. That's not that bad, right? Yeah. That's cool. I'm telling you. And you get the dinner. And we dinner. have tables starting at 2500 mm. is is the base base table, yeah. and there's different degrees and levels of tables depending mm. on if you want to be uh, have a VIP table yeah. for a location right. or for access to the the VIP gala where you get to have a meet and greet and schmooze with the artists. Oh, cool. And, uh, and, and it's and, and you know it's it's amazing. And there will be alumni there. We're going to have alumni there. We, we've set aside an, uh, a table for alumni, and we've invited. I can't tell you who's going to be sitting at the alumni table yet because that's not all resolved. <laughs> but who? Who? Charlie. Charlie, love that Charlie there. Yeah, I just called him yesterday. You did? I did. I put a call. Oh. I put a call into him yesterday. Oh, that'd be great. I don't. I don't know if he picked it up or he has. Well, I won't make yet, sure he but, picks that uh, up. He needs to. He has yeah. been invited by me yeah. personally. Yeah. Let's talk about some more of the inductees. You mentioned Evelyn Champagne King, one of the queens of disco, who went on to yeah. have a very illustrious R and B career as well. Still out there performing, and she'll be performing for. I saw her do a gig once. Uh, I saw her. I'll, I'll give you a little bit about Evelyn. Yeah, tell us about Evelyn. I'll give you a little bit about Evelyn. Yeah, Evelyn will tell people, depending who you're talking to. I mean, she's a New York girl who came to Philly uh, in her early teens, um, and uh, you know, sang around here. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but she was she was actually discovered in the in the Gamble and Huff studio, uh, office building uh, at 309 Broad Street, South Broad Street, clean in, in singing in in the bathroom. She was cleaning. She was oh, she was part of the cleaning wow. service and and, wow. and, yeah. and she was cleaning in the bathroom. Wow. And T Life, oh yeah, T Life, the producer, mm. um, heard her singing and wow. discovered her and signed her. And she was not signed by Gamble and Huff, and she did not record for Philadelphia International Records. Mm. She went on to a, she got a different record deal, but she was discovered singing in the bathroom in Gamble and Huff. <laughs> a legend has it. And wow. uh, yeah, she's originally a New York uh, woman, but she's. You know, she's very proud of her Philadelphia uh, thing, and she's very excited. I've I've spoken to Evelyn. You know, I yeah. I've gotten to know her a little bit. Um, 
she was on a couple music cruises with me that I that I work with on, on another client and yeah. uh, this past year. And uh, let me tell you, Evelyn's a lot of fun. Oh. Uh, we had a great we had a great little uh, thing that happened uh, on the music cruise. And she just she blew me away. She's a real gamer. She's a real participant. Oh, cool! You know, we were supposed to have her. Um, <clears throat> we had. Uh, can I? Do I have a well, minute? Your story yeah, yeah. of it, she was discovered, says it all. You right. know what I mean? I mean, this is somebody that's just you know loved to sing, and that's that's amazing. She was a gamer. I, real quickly, um, the ultimate disco cruise, which I do the publicity for. We were on that cruise, and Bob Pantano from the Bob is that with Jade? Does Jade Starling do no. that as well? Oh. No. Um, from the Saturday Night Dance Party, Bob uh, Pantano, uh, he he was on it, and he actually did a live broadcast of the of the dance party uh, from the cruise ship from uh, the ocean. Uh, and uh, we wanted to get, and Evelyn was on the ship, and and I and I pulled her in at the last minute to come on the show. And we just had enough time for her to. I said, "Listen, Evelyn." I, I literally bumped into her in into the in the dining room there, and I said, "Listen, can you come down in about a half an hour and and just." Just pop in. All I want yeah. is for a few minutes just to say hi. Yeah. And that's it. I want you to say hello and, and, and you're done. Right. She goes, all right, I'll come down for that. She comes down. Uh, half an hour later, she shows up. Bob's still on the air doing his live broadcast. Yeah. We, uh, he, he throws the mic to her just to say hi and, and it's great to be here and all that stuff. Yeah. And instead, she grabs the mic. Um, the DJ with Bob starts playing um, Shame, I believe it was, which is her big hit. Yeah. And she grabs the mic from Bob and starts singing. <laughs> and there's a whole live audience wow. around her. And she's waving her arms and wow. singing the whole song with wow. everybody. And wow. and she just, you know, she led a whole charge, yeah. you know, live on the air, which was broadcast awesome. to his five stations. All right. And, so and all cool. that. And then and then the next night we found her in the in the disco that we have on the ship. She went out when they started when the DJ started playing her song. She ran out on the dance floor and started getting down and, <laughs> and dancing, and everybody was like gathering around her wow. while she was like getting down. I mean, getting down on the dance floor. Okay, I like, literally down <laughs> to ground level. Yeah, I mean, right you know, on. it was great. We have video of this. Do we? Yeah. Have video? <laughs> That's a perfect segue. You just mentioned the song "Shame," which was her first hit. Went number. Uh, it was her very first single. It went top ten, 1977, yeah. from her album "Smooth Talk." It's a little shame from Evelyn Champagne King. This was massive, this song. Yeah. Talk about it. Incredible. Yeah. Get hitting people right out of the gate with your first single. I mean, Brandy, did you get down to this back in the 70s? Uh, in the 70s, I was still recovering from my Grateful Dead phase. Um, <laughs> but later. You were probably part yeah. of the whole Disco Sucks movement, right? Yeah, I kind of yeah. was, but I was 21 and rebellious, yeah. and you, yeah. had to, you had to be yeah. there, man. You just yeah. had to be there. <laughs> I got I got pulled into the disco thing, and I, I was never into it, but when I found out TJ and Cotton and yeah, even Jimmy Mahoney, to some respects, were doing these disco records, I kind of went like, from the frocks? And I was like, yeah, so I started listening and going, oh, that's cool. You know? And it didn't, it worked all right for David Bowie. Yeah, right. You know? so, well... The intro to our to the intro to our podcast is your guys' version of uh, Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno, indeed. Listen now, she's awesome, and if you see Evelyn, you have no—I mean, she looks she looks amazing. I mean, yeah. she, she, she looks so young. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, not that she's old anyway, but she looks really, yeah, really young, great. Yeah, you know, it's that music thing, man. You know, and her husband, by the way, is is her musical director, and he will be there. Oh, cool. Playing with her. All right. Uh, yeah. Awesome, man. That's cool. For you younger folks who might not be familiar with her, she also had a couple monster hits with uh, Love Come Down and yeah. I'm in Love. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, you can't stop making your fun. Podcast. All right. <laughs> we, we just lost Randy for a sec, but uh, he'll be right back. Yeah, Dave, you probably... You were a little late. I mean, you weren't into disco at all, no, I'm sure. I've no, but I listened. To, I mean, I, I pay attention to it. Like, oh, what's this, you well, know? I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about back in the day. But I mean, I you never, probably wanted, had no time for well, it. Well, I got to sure. tell you, I did a gig for a year, um, over a year with a band called Sundance with John Mulhern. And I remember Steve Shaw got a gig with Tim Moore, and he was doing this gig, and they were doing Earth, Wind, and Fire. They did the Tramps, and then they did some disco stuff because it, it was a working band. It was doing five sets a night and then two sets afterwards I mean I was I was 19 18 19 years old I took the gig and I remember you know it was a lot of hi-hats doing it and uh, so 
you know, I had to had to work, right. and they were paying the bills back then, you know. So I, you know, I did the gig. It was before, a few years before the Hooters, and, and I'm glad I did it. I'm really glad I did it because it opened me up to listening to some music that I probably wouldn't have listened to if I wasn't having to learn it, you know. So those days, hard to believe it's that long ago too, man. It's kind of somebody just posted a photo of my old band when I was in high school. I saw that. On Facebook. And, uh, that I mean, the, was that the one that Bobby Fisher posted? Yeah, yeah, and it was like all, it was like, I remember all we did. The Kooks, right? Yeah, and we never, you know, it was a, we, it was a cover band. I mean, we did like, we we didn't call it a cover band, but we played the music that we loved. We'd go to see the, go to Spectrum and see Humble Pie, let's learn that song. Okay. okay Led Zeppelin's camera record, let's learn that song. Um, and I was younger than those guys. They were, they were, they were older than me. And I remember I'd go see them at Battle of Bands and they were like, they, they were playing uh, Black Sabbath and stuff that I really wanted to learn how to play. And they were like, when I was a kid, they were gods to me. I'm like, oh, I gotta get in this band. And then he fired me for a little while. <laughs> I don't know. You What'd know, you do? I don't know if I did anything. I just wasn't like, I was just, and then, they, then I ended up somehow playing with them. Yeah, but I remember that. I remember they fired me and I came back. And, you know, it was a great experience to... to well, you know it's a long song because Randy disappeared and came back and the song started. You can, you can fade it, Taylor. Disco. Uh, I had to find my keys. Uh-oh. This, yeah, that was the yeah. uh, the extended uh, dance version. Yeah. But, Disco. Uh, a lot of those no, extended she's songs. Gonna be, she's a lot of fun. Oh, she's going to be great. She's looking, forward to, she's looking forward to you know getting back with her, all her homies and everything. Yeah. It's, okay. it's really, really good. She's still on the East Coast? She's living here in East Coast? She lives in L.A. Oh, she's She's flying LA. in from L.A. Yeah. It's going to be great. That's yeah, cool. OJ's are flying in from Cleveland. Yeah, you know, um, the Hooters. People are, are coming in. from all over the, the country. The I, you know, Maine. I had that. I was out there for twenty years. I came back. You know, I, I ended up back in Philadelphia, and I love it. I love being back here. Yeah, I have. Yeah. We have, all the Hooters are local, except for, you know, Tommy who joined later on in the band, but he's in New York, and uh, but we're all all local right. guys now. We also have um, flying in another honoree who's flying in from Los Angeles is Jody Gerson. Who's right. an executive, music publishing executive? She's really one of the most powerful women in in music publishing in the music wow. industry. Billboard wow. magazine annually uh, puts her in the top three wow. most powerful women uh, in the music industry. Um, wow! Interesting story about Jody is her father was Charlie Gerson, yeah, who ran the old Latin Casino. Oh, Love okay. that. I did not know that. Okay, right. and tell, Jody. tell people because there's some people. Latin Casino was where Frank Sinatra. I saw. I I saw uh, the Supremes. I'm sure, you the did. Casino. There's a story about you that. Know, there's a, there's a story about Diana, there's a legendary story about yeah. Diana Ross and the Latin Casino and yeah. the Supremes and all. And that then too. I played there when it became the. Um, it became um, Emerald, Emerald City. City right? Emerald yeah. City, yeah. of Emerald course. City. That's when the Hooters were breaking. Yeah. right around 1980. When, yeah. yeah, we did a Man in the Street. I remember they recorded a live radio broadcast, and Michael Tierson played it on the radio. I mean, you talk about that Philadelphia. Whole, that whole uh, broadcast is on YouTube, by the way. The, yeah, audio, yeah. the audio of that really. That, uh, Emerald wow. City show is on YouTube. Wow. We're talking about Philadelphia music history. I mean, you know, go back to that. I want to hear that. What's the Supreme thing? You, well, like, well, you talk about Philadelphia music yeah. history, and you talk yeah. about you know, and and the Latin Casino plays a, a huge huge role yeah. going back to the late 1940s sure. um i actually wrote a, a magazine story on 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 them um uh, several years ago and i actually interviewed jody about it and uh yeah. did a lot of research about it but oh, the cool. latin casino started in center city philadelphia and then it, it <clears throat> relocated to cherry hill new jersey in this great 2200 seat palace yeah um which thrived in the seventies, basically. You know, in the sixties, it was the in the sixties, it was the one in you know in Center City, uh, uh, and then it moved into South Jersey. I guess in the early sixties, it moved Where into South Jersey. Where was it in Jersey. Center City? Do you- it- let me let me get back. It was on Chestnut Street. It was on Chestnut Street. Excuse me. It started in the late forties. Excuse me. I wow. stand correct. Is for the first decade, it was there. By around nineteen sixty ish. Um, it moved into uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, just as the Cherry Hill Renaissance uh, was happening there. Wow. There was a there was a strip uh, along Route 70 in Cherry Hill that was sort of like a Las Vegas strip sort of uh, entertainment right across from the um, racetrack. Um, it was in the 
most recently, what was the Subaru headquarters now is mm-hmm. where the, is where the Latin Casino is, but the Subaru headquarters have just moved. Yeah, as well. So I mean, I could get into a whole story about that, but I'll get let me let me jump well, ahead yeah. and give you the Supreme story. Yeah, yeah, so, I want to hear that. So um, there are stories in my research. I found out that it's a legendary story about Diana Ross and all her and all her grand divaness. <laughs> um, you know, she used to come with her her uh, she they were booked for I believe a week mm. at the Latin Casino uh, and. Um, uh, she used to bring her dogs, her little doggies with her, you know, little Yorkies or something that she right. had. And, and, uh, one of the, one or two of the dogs got sick, um, allegedly from eating some rat poison or something, uh, oh, shit. um, at the Latin. And, Ugh. um, I think, I believe got sick and or died. I can't remember Ugh. exactly, but she Yikes. had a hissy fit and oh, yeah. canceled the, the entire week long engagement. Wow. And all the things that go with that, and, wow. and all the you know contractual agreements and things that could go along with that. So wow. um, it was a thing. Oh my god! It was a thing. Know. I didn't know that. You can look up the story uh, if you go on South Jersey Magazine's website, wow. um, and you'll see. And, and you look up Latin Casino. There's a there's an exhaustive story that I wrote about six or seven years wow. ago on wow. it. Took me three months to write it. Wow! But so she never, I digress. She never played. She place. never played. I'll never play this place again. And she so kept I her saw promise. her. I saw her play. So it must have been before that happened, because I saw her there. So it she must have been before that happened. It happened. It must have been, could it have been, been that the day after, which is unbelievable. I mean, yeah. I mean, all the history that you know, and, and one of the one of the recent things that just came up again about in in, in the Latin star-crossed history was, um, you know, it was where Jackie Wilson had his last show and where wow. he 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 performed on stage and dropped he had a stroke right on stage and dropped he said my heart is dying oh my god you know he was singing lonely teardrops in that that line right yeah my heart is crying crying is that the line excuse me and and he dropped and it was during a dick clark thing and oh. you know was there a doctor in the house you know dick yeah. clark ran up on stage or a doctor in the house dion was performing they all helped him long wow. story short he ended up in a hospital and 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 uh, went into a coma and uh, and then, never put, he came out of it once the coma, but went oh. back into it and died nine years later. Wow! Um, in Burlington County. Wow! Wow! A lot of people don't know this. When, when, when I when I told people yeah, that Randy stuff. could tell stories, <laughs> can he tell stories? Yeah. I mean, what, uh, anyway, so that's the kind of the loose connection, the Latin Casino to Jody Gerson, who's. Uh, you know, uh, president, I guess, sir, what's our t- uh, CEO of Universal uh, Music Publishing? Jody has, is responsible for la- for launching and maintaining yeah. uh, careers and legacies yeah. and and legacy of amazing, an amazing list of, of, of A++ yeah. artists. Yeah. Right. And if you're there, you notice people like gathering up in a line to talk to her. These were all the people that went pitching songs. <laughs> and said, yeah. Right. You can listen to this. <laughs> I think she was the first, yeah. first female CEO of a major music publishing company. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I will tell you that the people at Universal Music who who I spoke to, they said to me when, I, when we asked her, I said, they said, you know, Jody gets asked to do these things, to come to these galas and these performances and, and these kind of things all the time. She gets invitations left and right, and she she habitually turns them all down, mm-hmm. a lot of them down. But when this came, she was wow. floored. Yeah, she's so thrilled and excited. I mean, yeah. the whole entourage is coming in from wow. from Los Angeles oh, with her uh, from Universal, and it's wow. it's just it's over the top. Good to know. Very cool. That's very cool. All right. So we've been talking the this year's inductees. We mentioned the OJs, the Hooters, Evelyn Champagne King, now just Jody Gerson. We mentioned the Philadelphia Orchestra. Then we have a woman who has donated what more than forty seven million dollars to Philadelphia arts institutions and organizations. Uh her name is Dorrance. Dorrance, uh better known as Dodo Hamilton. Uh, um she passed away two years ago, unfortunately. She was you know, she was up there. Mm. But she was probably one of the Next to Jerry Lenfest, I think, with probably the, the greatest arts philanthropist oh. in the history of this city. She's, uh, you know, we refer to her as the Campbell Soup heiress as well. She's also, you know, mm. that's where her money came from, from Campbell Soup okay. and that company there. And um, But she she donated millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to, to arts and and moving arts forward and, and music. Wow. And, and did a lot of it in music, a lot of it in music, a lot of it through the University of the Arts. Wow. And... And oh, music education yeah. and arts education, which is a big part of the PMA's mission, which is not only not only do we preserve the legacy of the past, but yeah. it's the present and the future That's of music. Great. And and we're a nonprofit. Yeah. And our money, you know, our money goes into we donate money to toward music education and yeah. to, to creating the next generation of legends out of Philadelphia. That is incredible. For the world to, to love. And so Dodo yeah. is a is a huge, huge part of mm-hmm. that and and 
And uh, coincidentally or not, we are doing our ceremony right in front of Hamilton Hall yeah. on South Broad Street, wow. which is named for Dodo Hamilton, who wow. obviously so funded a great piece of it. Oh, and she so great. obviously gave a lot to the Philadelphia Orchestra, so the fact that she's going in the yeah. same year as them. You, you mentioned the synergy. The synergy, the I mean, you know, six degrees of separation. There's, yeah. It's all over the place. Every, there's all kinds of lineage and connections. But there's one major one. Right, right. With the Hooters that I'm sure that you're going to bring up, Andy. Uh-huh. Right. Well, the, the, yeah. we haven't mentioned well, we mentioned them, but then the other inductee this year that everybody loves, yeah. Pierre Robert, yeah. and yeah. the fact that he's he, over the moon too that, with that it, man. He's Pierre's just... going in at the same time yeah. as the Hooters, I, um, which is just perfect because Pierre has been such a supporter of the Hooters from day one. Yeah. Day one. I, you know, look, I, I came into this. I came into the the Philly music personally, uh, you know, made Philly music part of my career, you know, in the early 80s, mm. you know, when I was a writer, like I said, and that was when Pierre came, and that was when the Hooters was coming up, you know, you had Robert Hazard, Hazard. you had, you know, Baru Review and Pretty Poison and all that stuff, and there was a, there was a surge of, of, of stuff going on in the 80s. But, you know, Pierre was as big a part of it as any because he was he still was the, is too. He's carrying that torch and he's still carrying Irrelevant. the torch for those a lot. A couple of couple of those 80s bands, yeah. primarily the Hooters, you know, back by I'll say number yeah. two would be, you know, Baru. And yeah. And what I happen to play with, I happen to pl- those guys are playing with, with me Bobby, on. right? Bobby, they're playing with uh, in the pocket. Bobby's coming outside, <laughs> right. which rarely does he do. And so I worked with them yesterday and it just hit me when I was playing with them. And I go, wow, it's such a one incredible musicians incredible arrangements it's really fun to play with them but then i thought about like you know their whole history and what they've done on their own uh, you know and pierre supporting that whole thing because he was telling me you got to see this and he was right man they are really something i will tell you this i mean you know a lot of what we're doing right now on the pma is we're moving into this this different you know you kind of move up a timeline right we, we knocked out all the bandstand guys and all that stuff that the early 60s year mm-hmm. and all that stuff and you know moving into the 70s and you know we've done most much of the sound of philadelphia whatever but you know now we're getting into that 80s thing and you know with the hooters coming in you know that opens up the door for that 80s rock thing you know mm-hmm. philadelphia is a very urban town yeah too but we had okay? great rock bands but this rock thing mm-hmm. you know Yet the Hooters, in and, and, and believe it or not, and Philadelphia and, and WMMR, which is Philadelphia's you know legacy rock station, mm. um, this is the first disc jockey from WMMR ever to be inducted on the Walk of Fame right. in yeah. all these years. I was kind yeah. of and MMR just marked its 50th anniversary right. last year, as we all know. I was kind of surprised that a guy like Ed Shockey, I, I assume his name has come up for yeah. consideration at some yeah. point. I will say Ed's on a short list. Yeah. Ed, um, you know, Bruce Springsteen and Dave, him and David Dye were the guys in the beginning that really correct had, uh, championed Bruce in the city as correct. well as Billy Joel did, did things that were like uh, um, helping their career. They, they and, they, you know, Billy and Bruce really re- realized it and they always, you know, hung out with them. And matter of fact, Bruce would stay on Ed's couch. On his sofa, right. Yeah. Which exists right. or doesn't exist somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you have to ask. Judy Ed's, probably could tell you where. Judy, Ed's, Ed's widow, Judy. <laughs> um, you know, WMMR, like I said, has, has been, has played a, a, a massive part. You know, it's Philadelphia's rock station forever. Um, mm. And, and, you know, when you decide, try to decide, you know, which disc jockey, who's um, it going to be? Yeah. You know, again, there's there's factors and there's mm. timing and there's this and there's that, mm. you know, and, and you go, OK, oh, well, why didn't Ed get it? And why is Pierre getting it? Well, you used that were kismet. That thing was that we had there was nothing to do with the Hooter. it was, you know, it was time. It's just time. right? It was okay. time. You know, a lot of people we, we have they're on short lists, mm. you know, and, and it's like, OK, well, who on this short list needs to move now, you know, and why? And and we do a, what we call a radio row, we call it radio row. And and one of our inductees every year is a radio guy. Mm. So who's going to be our radio guy? Well, last year, last Butterball. time we did it was Bob Pantano. Oh, okay. And um, Butterball in there. Butters in. Uh huh. All those guys, all those yeah. '60s guys, mm-hmm. are in. Right. Lit and Jerry Plavitt yeah. and Jocko Anderson. All yeah. those guys. They're all in. Okay. But, you know, now it's like we're moving into this rock era, okay, and who's going to do it? Well, Pierre has the longevity, and he's still there. And, you know, there's a lot of other factors. There's intangibles, and I can't tell you how excited WMMR is. I can't even begin to tell. I was on the phone with him again today how excited that station is. Um, Well, it's it's well-deserved. We just had Pierre on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and it's just... 
What, what he's a, so beloved. He's so he's beloved. So beloved. And his, I'm telling you, you could listen to that guy. It doesn't matter yeah. what he's saying. I mean, what he says is incredible. It's very informative. It's very entertaining. But he could talk. He could read the phone book. I know that's a cliche. Yeah. And it would still sound great to hear yeah. it coming out of Pierre Robert's mouth. I mean, he's mm. got. He's just got the perfect yeah. voice for radio. Genuine. Well, what I also was, was starting to allude to and didn't get to <laughs> quite directly was that, you know, he's been a constant. He's a constant thread from the early 80s straight through. I mean, he's the rock there. And he still is. Yeah. You know, Ed Shockey, very valid, very valid for all these, re- all those other reasons. But you know, Pierre's been there, yeah, there, thirty, mm, thirty-seven he's, years, he's got, whatever it is, in the pocket at WMMR. <laughs> you know, thirty-seven yeah. years. Who has that longevity yeah. at one station with the continued maintaining, maintaining that popularity? Mm. Who seeds the generations together? Who threads them all together? Who brings together the eighties and nineties and and aughts and 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 whatever this decade's called now? Right. Yeah. And you know, and 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 the generations. But you're right. The older guys and the younger kids, they see Pierre at a concert and they get equally excited. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's ageless. He's yeah. timeless. I've, I've been with him at shows and I'm okay. going to see it. It's like getting out with him because he stops and he, you know, Pierre spends time with everybody, you know, so you get a count on maybe you go to a show for a couple hours, a couple hours getting out maybe <laughs> at best because he really does uh, like to have a conversation. He works the room, him. man. He, yeah. he can work a room. But he genuinely enjoys himself doing mm-hmm. it, you know, so that's cool. Anyway, so the so the Philadelphia Music Alliance, the Walk of Fame, it's yeah. a celebration of all things Philadelphia music. Come Obviously, out. all different genres represented. And speaking of a celebration of Philadelphia music, we played a song from the OJs. We played a song from Evelyn King. Mm. Oh, we haven't played a song yet from the Hooters. Oh, cool. And I thought, okay, well, the Hooters have so many great songs. Yeah. How do we play one song? Yeah. Well, we're Phil. celebrating Philadelphia, so here it is: beat up guitar. Yeah. Which should yeah. be the Philadelphia music anthem. Yeah. You. That's cool. I lived at home. The music was all that we had of our own. No satisfaction, no gas in my car, but I had the keys to the world in my I can't wait to play this. <laughs> oh, you're playing this? Well, I don't know. I'm playing, well, I'm playing, I'm playing this uh, next year, I know for sure. I don't we'll know let you know year. what you're playing. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, uh, but I, that'll be a surprise, I guess, one, to me as well. But I'll be playing a lot of those tunes next year on the tour, which I'm looking forward to. Hey, I think I motivated him to play Heaven Laughs on tour, but it might happen too. Cool. That's great. Thank you, the American Dream. Amazing guitar player he is. Now, you guys play this toward the end of your shows a lot now. Yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you, it, it, I, I, I feel so lucky to play. I mean, I, I, both of I mean, Eric and Rob were like virtuosos. Rob, and people, Rob, don't, people don't realize what an amazing piano player he is. I mean, he's, you know, and, and of course, I always say it to Eric, I said, you know, because he doesn't. He could shred, too, if he wanted to, but he's a minimalist. But, man, what incredible players. All those guys, Fran, John, uh, Tommy nowadays, you know, and throughout the history, you know, Andy. And 
John Kuzma, Bobby Woods, you know, Mindy. We've been real fortunate, man. Mindy, too, I forgot about Yeah, Mindy, yeah. She was incredible. Incredible couple years playing with her, too. Fun. Yeah, I would think... I would think you would have to play this at the gala. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's Rob and Eric's choice what we play, and I just follow the leader <laughs> on that one. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> it's been suggested. I can tell you that. Yeah. yeah. But I just I would, don't know where that I stands. Would guess, I can't answer. I, I, no, I could be wrong. I would guess it would bring the house down. But yeah, uh, you know, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guess. You know, I know. I just know that they, you know those guys. You know, don't do what they want to oh, do, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we will. Whatever it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. When you guys yeah. cut that song back for Zigzag in 1989, did you kind of realize that it would become no. the fan favorite uh, that it uh, became? It was one of the. I think it might have been the last thing that we cut on that record. And I remember, uh, if I'm, and I may be wrong because I'm in a lot, but I thought it was the last thing we did, the song that they wrote. And I remember thinking, it reminded me a lot of an Elton John song. It has that kind of. Elton, I remember I played it kind of like Nigel meets John Bonham. I was going after that thing. And I thought the melody, um, and I love the reference, I can't get to heaven on the right. Frankfurt L, you know, because I was such a American Dream, Dream fan. Sure. I love what they did with it. It was very clever. And as guys with their tunes, man, it's not just like we're writing a song, there's a lot, a lot of thought involved. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I remember doing it thinking, this is really good, but I didn't realize that it would become, you know, uh, People really like it. So when you guys play the Keswick, that'll be that'll be like the big, you know. We're gonna play it every every song is gonna be beat up guitar. At the Keswick. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when I saw you guys at the Keswick this good. year, you didn't do it. You we ran, didn't you do ran it. out of time. We did. Oh yeah. I, I was like, but I, think I, think I was there on night one. But we you, did it. You, they you, did it on night two. You ran out of time. We did it on night two. Yeah, we, we got a lot of songs, man. Yeah, Forty I, years, you get a lot of. Yeah. It's a lot of history, you know. Um, you know, they they've written some great songs. Got, that's why one of the reasons I wanted to do Heaven Last because the fact that we didn't play it a lot because it kind of, you know, it was appropriate. But I just thought that, hey, man, you know, this would be a good time to do this with all the loss and your loss. Right. And, you know, uh, you know, we're at that age right now where people are leaving us. So, we'll, we'll play Heaven Laughs again as, as uh, later in the show, uh, the new In the Pocket yeah. recording of Heaven Laughs. Just, I want you to just, see the video, too. The video is great. It came out last week. They'll be debuting it live Saturday at the Ardmore. And we'll, we'll uh, play Heaven Laughs again later today. But uh, that was Beat Up Guitar, which also In the Pocket covered. Did a great Yeah, party. with Jim Bozier. Jim Bozier. Great. Killed that it. guy yeah. is great. Jimmy Barnes of Philadelphia or Jersey or anywhere. Great. Anyway, so we've, we've talked about all of this year's inductees once again. The gala celebration is uh, Tuesday, October 22nd at the Bellevue, 200 South Broad Street in Philadelphia. Tickets still remain starting at $250, and I think we've established that that is worth more than more than enough value for your $250. Absolutely. www.pmawalk.org. Just go there, and you can find out, how, and you just click through to your tickets. All right. By PhiladelphiaMusicAlliance.org, we'll also take you there, right? PhiladelphiaMusicAlliance.org, PMAWalk.org, PMAWalk.com. I don't want to confuse the issue too much. Oh, you're right. doing a good job with this. But, uh, this and, it's also, and you also you have the free event that afternoon down at noon down on Broad Street, uh, right, um, right near the Kimmel Center. That right. is going to be, can I just tell you something? That is, that live event thing on, on Broad Street is just, that is, is a big paparazzi thing. I think I bring my little They jam the sidewalks. I've been in those, th- you can't walk. You can't uh, walk because the crowds, even though we have barriers and all this, for, but the crowds just get crazy. That's awesome. And um, uh, we'll control it f- just fine, but yeah. it, gets, it gets frantic because people just want to just see and touch and be a part of it. And, it, and you know, we line all the plaques up. Yeah. Oh. The, you know, oh we, my we, God. all the plaques, where they will be. Got tissues? We unveil, <laughs> we unveil the plaques. Oh, man. We unveil the plaques wow. one at a time. They're already wow. going to be pre-cemented into the, pre-embedded into the ground, into oh the sidewalk, God. but they'll be covered. Oh wow! So each one will be covered, and, and we, we and everybody all after we do the, the the ceremony on the platform with the microphone and all that yeah. stuff. Then all of the inductees will go behind each and stand behind each of their plaques in wow. a line in a row. Wow! And one by one, yeah. we will unveil the plaques wow. for each. And you know, usually the inductees they they'll kneel in front yeah, of their plaque, yeah, yeah. And, and the photographers bing 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 yeah. click 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 oh, click, cool. click 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 whiz whiz whiz. You know. Um, um, it's it, probably it, an emotional. It's a major. Thing, it's an emotional right? thing. It's a great if, photo op. I, I, I people are be, screaming. I don't want to be negative, but what happens if it rains? If it rains, it's not. We rain. do it anyway. 
It's not going to rain. It's not going to rain. It's not gonna, I thought I saw it once when it rained. I think with the Heaven Del, has always Del, helped the us. Del, when the Delphonics got in, I think it rained. Did they? I think it's it before did. my time. I yeah, wasn't I think born. Delphonics, and I remember. Um, was it the Delphonics? It might have been somebody else, but the Delphonics guy was there, and I remember. It might have, it's was, never been an issue for us. Yeah, I, it's just never been an issue. I mean. Mm. We, we, we do have the inside. I mean, you know, I don't know. The plaques, the plaques will stay on the street. I don't know exactly what the rain plans are, but we... But it's not going to rain, like you said. It's not an issue. It's a non-issue. It's a good point, somebody though. you got to think out. about that stuff. Don't even think about it. Right. <laughs> but, 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 can I tell you that WMMR is doing a live broadcast oh, that day. Yeah. Pierre, it's during Pierre's shift, you know. <laughs> right, Jackie. So now Pierre can't be on the air, right. you know, that in that capacity. So um, yeah. they're going to make other plans, but they're going to be they're going to be broadcasting live from 11 a.m. till about awesome. 1, 1 p.m. Wow. from Broad Street. I mean, wow. this, we're blowing it out. Awesome. Right. We're blowing it out this year. And, and and in size, we're blowing it out. Like, I don't, I don't know, we were discussing before this podcast, the size of the venue this year we're doing it the last couple times we did it was at the at the Fillmore which was great and funky and cool yeah. and the Fillmore only holds about 35 tables this one we're doing it at the Bellevue this year because of the Philadelphia Orchestra and it's it's in deference to them and it's mm. on you know the year of the Academy of Music and all that jazz so we're doing it there and that holds 85 tables oh, rather right than 35 cool. so you know at 10 times you know do the math we can we can handle you know 800 people there so it's going to be something else right so we're blowing it out and and, and we're getting let me tell you this, the orders are coming in fast and furious they really are last time they really are yeah. we've already passed their pat we wasted well surpassed last year's you know gala already and and we still have another three weeks to go so awesome. we're good cool well hopefully after this podcast you'll pick up a few more yeah, ticket sales right a couple would be good october 22nd hey okay. randy so much more we could talk about with you um Again, we've talked about some of the people who aren't in yet, but will be someday, like perhaps right. like perhaps the late Robert Hazard, who you managed towards the end of his yeah. life and career. Correct? I did I did manage Robert Hazard um, from 2004 to 2007. Sadly, sadly, he passed in 2008. Mm. Um, Robert had basically been off the radar for more or less 20 years. Mm. Um, and uh, for people who don't know who he was, I mean, he's he's known. He has he has a, du a dual identity in in the city, you know. For for starting, I, you, you could arguably say he helped kickstart the the Philadelphia the eighties yeah. rock re uh, rock renaissance in Philadelphia. Yeah. We I remember we, um, he was coming were... up. You guys had parallel paths going yeah. on. He was exactly. getting signed by RCA. We did a lot of gigs together. We did he, right. He was getting signed by RCA. You were getting signed by Columbia. You know, all that was kind of going on in parallel paths. But then, you know, on his, he probably, you know, the world will most remember him as the guy who wrote Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Right, right. But that, that was, uh, yeah, that duality was something that he fought with, um, you know, psychologically for a while. Well, the whole time I worked with him, but. But what a gift, man. That's what a, a gift. gift. It was a gift. You know yeah. how these things yeah, happen. Yeah, man, are you kidding? I mean, you, you know, know how these things happen. Guys there's like, a planet's line up. I'm and sure somebody, Rob Rick Chernoff. Your guy, Rick Chernoff, is the guy responsible. Yeah. I've been fortunate to work with him for a lot of years <clears> with the Hooters. But, you know, I'm, look, when you have a song, girls just want to have time after time. These are songs that, you know, change, you know, the economic, you know, trajectory of your life, even the bands, you know, absolutely. I mean, so grateful that, 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 you know, Rob wrote that song. Robert has wrote his song because, you know, Cindy and you have at the same time, you know, connection. I mean, there's a lot of, synergy. well, you know that Robert, of course, I mean, you know, Robert and, and, you know, you got Robbie Hyman's song time after time and you got Robert's song. Girls just want to have fun both on the Cindy debut album, which Robbie and Eric both played on. But let me get back to answering your question, which was, um, <clears throat> about about that era with when when I picked up Robert Hazard. So let's flash forward to 2004. Okay, the whole 80s thing had stopped, and he was away for a while. And you know, and and he he says to me, he calls me up one day, and he says, I made this record. You know, I want to get back into it. Uh, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that 80s new wave rock guy. You know, in deep inside, you know, I'm a singer songwriter. He loved Eric Anderson. That yeah, was his sure. Guy. And he says, you know, I'm a folky. I'm a folky, you know, at heart, and I'm a rootsy songwriter, and he's a gifted, was a gifted, gifted songwriter. Oh, for sure. And and um, he made this record with with T Bone Walk, yeah, um, from who was yeah. who was known right. as the Saturday Night Live uh, oh. musical director and Hall and Oates as musical director. Yeah, poor Elvis Costello. He was great. for years and years, and and he made this rootsy record, and he says, "Bring me back, and yeah. you can manage me." And I said, "I've never managed," and he and he said, "You can do this." 
So I, I put my publicist hat combined with whatever I knew about management, and I did a lot of consulting. I will credit Bill Ibe, who was Robert's original manager, yeah. who got him signed to his big record deal in the 80s. You know, Bill helped walk me through it, and I managed Robert for these three years and, and brought him back as far as we could, basically, and, and got him signed to a major label deal at the age of 50, which, wow. you know, in, the, in 15 years ago was a huge thing. And, and um, Ryko Disc signed him on the day that they were purchased by Warner Brothers Records. Wow. And I worked out, I got that deal done. And, and then, you know, I worked all through, we, we got him gigging again, we got him visible again. Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, he put, we put this record together called Troubadour. I remember that. And um, I was not his manager by the time, it, <laughs> within a month before it came yeah, out, yeah. I suddenly was not his manager yeah, anymore. Well, that stuff happens. Uh, that stuff happens, I'm told. And, but you uh, did well for him. But I, I put him in a good place, and uh, unfortunately, cancer took, took his life oh, a year later. Um, but I did get to, I, I, I was asked to give his eulogy. I was one of the people who gave his eulogy. I think he, he definitely would have had a continued resurgence had yeah. he not gotten sick. Sure. I mean, because that, the whole singer-songwriter thing really kind of really came back into vogue uh, around that time. I mean, and I think, yeah, I think he would have gone on to make a lot more. I used to tell music. him, I envisioned him as a guy. My vision for him was this, you know, when I'm quote unquote bringing him back, the potential I thought we had for him, which was, he could be another John Hyatt. Yeah. Okay. And he could, I, I thought he would be able to hopefully sell out, you know, Keswick sized theaters, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand seat theaters, 12 yeah. seat theaters and, and have a kind of career, like a guy who's a really silly singer songwriter who could, who performs his songs, mm. but you know, he's a singer songwriter first and, and you know, rootsy and all that stuff. And, and that was kind of the direction we were, we were kind of going and uh, you know, things happen and things happen and, and um, his songs live. Well, in the pocket still celebrates them. They do Escalator of Life. Yeah. They do Change Reaction, and uh, yeah. so his music lives on. Right. And you know, maybe someday people will, when he gets into the uh, Walk of Fame, which I I believe will happen at some point, uh, people will be talking about him again. Right. I will tell you. I mean, like I I've told I said earlier that that people do come up to us and approach me, and like I don't give out my phone number because <laughs> because you know yeah. people <clears throat> get on their soap. They start you know. Uh, they start saying, well, why isn't this one in? And why isn't that one in? And how come? And, you know, you did us wrong and blah, 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 blah. And we deserve it. And there was a lot of infighting and things that happened. And there was a big campaign. Somebody started a campaign a year or two ago to get Robert in. And uh, and uh, we were not unaware of it. And Robert's duly noted. And he's only, he's on a list of, consider, of consideration for sure. Good and uh, I can't tell you that he's going to get in or when or if. Yeah. But he's definitely, you know, That's good. Yeah. In, this, in you know. On our radar. All right. Well, I'm getting a signal from Taylor. We started a little late today. Yeah. Getting a signal from Taylor that we got to wrap things All up. Right. I know Randy had a few other things that you might want to promote, but uh, is there? Do they have? Is there anywhere people can? Uh, do you have a website? Where people, I do have a website. Where people can see what you got going on because you yeah. got a lot of cool stuff going on. There's a Tom Petty book that you're promoting uh, you know, to your anniversary of his death, of, of course. It was yesterday. Uh, yeah. Uh, you got a, a photo. A Bon Jovi uh, photographer has a. Yeah, has David a, Bergman, who was Bon Jovi's tour photographer for the last 10 years he's now on tour he's now on tour with a country artist named luke combs but he he handles these workshops called shoot from the pit where in each of these markets that he goes into with on tour with luke he gives people the opportunity to buy uh, to to um see what it's really like to be a concert photographer and learn how to do it and he takes him he walks him through the entire day in process and then you also have calling all divas which is still going on calling all divas is is my wonderful and beloved um a theatrical musical that I'm doing with uh, my my dear friend Frankie Previtt, who is the Academy Award winning songwriter from Dirty Dancing, who wrote "I've Had the Time of My Life." Uh, we played the Keswick last March. Um, it's a wonderful tribute to the leading ladies of song, and it's very inspiring and uplifting and empowering female empowerment. And we're about to go on a tour of Florida um, first week in November which we're pretty excited about. We're playing uh, six shows in Florida over the course of a week, one-nighters and all throughout the state. We're really excited about that. We have Philadelphia's own Carol Riddick as one of our four divas, and uh, it's a great night. It's a great uplifting night. People end up being up on their feet. Cool. Oh. So what's the website, Randy, where people can see everything else? www.randexpr.com, R-A-N-D-E-X-P-R, like publicrelations.com, randexpr.com. You can learn all about me.
right. well, there's a lot to learn because he's had a very interesting life. We didn't even get to some, some of it. You didn't there's even a get lot to of info. the fact that he went to Germantown Academy, yeah. home, home of did. Brad, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper and uh, former Hooter uh, Andy King was in my graduating class, uh, actually. So I text with him this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, former so, Hooter. He was in my graduate. He graduated the class of 76 right. and there, together. And, there you uh, go. You know, it, a lot of people did. And Brian Roberts. Brian, Brian L. Roberts. From yeah. Comcast. And uh, the beat goes on. I mean, I could name a bunch yeah. of people, but, you know. It was so you're not the most famous Germantown Academy alum. Not by a long shot. <laughs> Nor the wealthiest by a long shot. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, check out uh, Randy's website. And, of course, go on uh, PhiladelphiaMusicAlliance.org or whatever that other website Randy gave to get your tickets for the uh, gala celebration October 22nd. It's the first year we've really opened it up to the public, by the way, this gala. And, and, we're, and we're getting great public response. Right. It's really good. It's going to be an incredible night. Hey, we mentioned we are going to play a little of Heaven's Laughs. Well, if you want, pocket. but we can maybe go out with yeah, it. Yeah, we'll go, go out with it just to let Saturday people night. know. Saturday night, Ardmore Music Hall in the pocket. Still tickets remain. You can go on songsinthepocket.org. It will be a special night. There will not be a dry eye in the house when yeah. you guys debut yeah. Heaven Laughs. It'll be fun with the Baru, but with Bob oh, yeah. coming to join I, us. You guys, I saw it's you awesome. were rehearsing oh, uh, killer, man. Uh, the, Rock the Baru and song. Yeah, um, the other yeah. throwing a blank on the... Right uh, on. Hoods of Go-Go was the song. Yeah, well, we do some cool stuff. It's a surprise. It'll be good. All right, so check that out. Thank you to Taylor. Thank you to our sponsors, Got Peace, gotpeace.com. Thank you, Trudy. And uh, Behavioral Pediatrics and ABA Therapy Associates working with Thank autistic you. children. Thanks hey, to thanks Randy. Thanks for having me, He guys. was great. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Uh, Taylor, let's go out with a little bit of Heaven Laughs from In the Pocket. Go see it Saturday night at the Ardmore Music Hall.